And welcome to Contest of Content. The podcast where every episode we pit a beloved TV show. And a beloved movie. Against each other in three high stakes and utterly stupid battles to the death. Our guest judge will choose which contender reigns supreme. The winning champion will receive a pet alligator. Yes, I did say chudge instead of judge. A hang glider with a little buddy pouch for your pet alligator. And a primo Full access pass to your nearest hospital. (laughs) I'm Nick Kaminsky. And I'm Shelby Sweeterman. And this week's guest is a comedian, a podcaster, the very funny Amber Amber Nelson. Oh my gosh. And she's holding her pet alligator right there. I love it. Alligator is my favorite animal, and uh, usually when people don't know what to get me for like Christmas or birthday or something, they just give me little stuffed alligators. So my room is like full of them, like a crazy woman. <laughs> I have the same thing with pigs. Like people, I mm. love pigs, so people just get me pig stuff. The problem comes when people start getting me Winnie the Pooh piglet stuff, and I'm oh, like, I don't give a same. shit about that. That's not the same. Piglet's a weird I, animal. I feel like he's been molested or something. I don't for know. Sure, <laughs> he's got some vibes. deep, deep issues. Yeah, he's. It's sad. Everyone's looking to Eeyore for the trauma, but it's really Piglet. You know, <laughs> he's just wearing a braver face. I have the same thing that people always get me, but it's just with raw chicken feet. Mm. <laughs> One time, I made a comment about how much I like the gelatin in the cartilage, and they were just like, "That." Yeah, <laughs> you can't see it, but off camera, he has lots of jars. Oh, what are you like a voodoo priest? A little bit, yeah. Just um, I'm just just for I. But the thing is, I only want to try to harm chickens. Mm. So that's <laughs> that's it. That's why. Uh, well, if you want to make like a really good uh, broth, like uh, what do you call it? Bone broth. It's yeah, like really yeah, like a bone broth. broth. Yeah, you should get the chicken feet going. That's the best part about it, Amber. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm I'm a huge fan of um of your podcast The Brighter Side with Ed Larson. It's fantastic. It's it's great. Thank you. Thanks for watching. A cynic's look at optimism. We take your negatives, we make them positive. That's it's, it's and you do a good job about it too. Thank I you. think we all need that in our lives. Oh yeah. Especially now. Oh yeah. I had to stop sometimes I have to stop conversations cuz I'm talking to someone and they're just so negative that I'm like I can't talk about this right now because I'll <laughs> fall into a pit. <laughs> yeah, just like killing the vibes. I mean, yeah, I've done that. We've all done. I think Ed and I started it because we were like we're so negative. Like what if we uh-huh. find a way to just change this? And it like changed my life, really, for the better cuz I used to just be like, "Oh, I'm having a good day. Can't wait till I ruin it later." <laughs> You know, just enjoy the good day. Absolutely. No, I like weaponize my good feelings to like, well, how long can you expect this to last, you fucking jerk? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think, I guess we all need to take a break and and listen to episodes of The Brighter Side and then we'll come back. Actually, that's, that's, now I'll do that anytime someone's too negative for me. I'm like, you should listen to this podcast. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm like holding my pet alligator now. It feels like really good. It's comforting. Yeah, it's like yeah. a support alligator. Oh, they should have those. <laughs> I think that would that would make podca- podcasting better, I think, if everyone's holding a little support animal. So then you, <laughs> you know it's okay. The closest thing to me, I've got a narwhal over there. You know, oh, we're yeah. like yeah, three years old. We're all like three years old. <laughs> 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 Just well, that's... 
my therapist all the time talks about little Shelby, how little Shelby, I have a very strong inner child and she calls her little Shelby and she has uh-huh. an accent when she does it. So it's really cute. That's what they do in clown school. In clown school, you have to like get in touch with your child. It's such a weird school. Clowning is so weird. They're like so serious about being such stupid pieces of shit. <laughs> I also like that you've con- you've utterly confirmed for me now that clown school is no different than therapy. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Same thing. You have to get in touch with your inner child and like yeah. play with your inner child and like your inner child speaks and what's the voice. It's like discovering your clown. Wow. To be like so that sounds like that sounds useful and cute, but like I guarantee you, if I had to do that in therapy or in clown class, I would probably start crying. <laughs> yeah, it's probably I weird. Just feel- <laughs> little Nick. Oh, and then I feel yeah. so bad for you. Well, that's what they want you to do before they hit on underage girls. You know what I mean? Oh, no. <laughs> all about. So I'll just neg myself <laughs> until, <laughs> until I either have a breakthrough or I'm the best damn clown since Zach Galifianakis on that show. That's it. I went to a party at a cl- this like clown dude's house, and uh, he had this <laughs> he had this stew, and it was like sweet potato black bean stew. And I was like, yummy! Yeah. I was like, yummy, yummy. Where'd you how'd you make this? And he's like, I found it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> this fool put, pulled it out of the. He was like, I'm a freak. I'm a freak, and I get stuff out of the dumpster. And I was like, you gotta tell people this, man. I, <laughs> you do. You have to tell people. You have to. That- you found it in the trash. And he's like, no, it's good. Right? We should all be freegans. And I was like, go fuck yourself. I threw it in the trash and he pulled it out of the trash by the back of the Tupac. <laughs> oh no, he's a double freegan. He's a double freegan. Okay. Uh, no, that is, you have to make people aware of that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they're fair. eating trash food. Yeah, but the thing is, not everyone can be a freegan because then who's going to throw the food in the trash for the freegans? Exactly. That's what I went, my first year of college, I went to this hippie college called New College of Florida and there was a whole table outside the cafeteria for the freegans. Like, people just leave their leftovers there for the freegans to take. Wow. wow. And I remember That's... there was, like, a bulletin on, like, the f- the school forum or whatever that was like, please stop digging through the trash. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, somebody's got to, like, buy the food first for them to be freegans. Because, yeah, uh-huh. you're right. Yeah. Not everybody can just be a freegan. <laughs> I'm a Republican. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> well. <laughs> There's no in between. You're either a Republican or a freegan. Exactly. Oh, my God. <laughs> We've made our battle lines today on Contest of Content. That's a fun would you rather scenario. Oh, um, dig through the trash oh or be anti gay. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to eat that eat. much trash food. Although, to be fair, the one thing I'll say is, have you ever, like, been walking, like, down the street or, like, you're, like, walking through an alley or, and then, like, there's, like, a dumpster that's, like, from a restaurant and you walk past it and you're like, God damn it, I hate how good that dumpster yeah. smells. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's, that's kind of made me reevaluate. Get some steak well, speaking out of, of trash. trash. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we have some we have some delicious delicious battles coming at you today uh battle one being odd couples in looks age etc oh battle two deadliest sword fight Ooh. and then <laughs> battle three the most delicious of all best representation of cheese on film Oh, man, you know what? That's a yep. good one because, ooh, well, you don't, I can't tell you what each other have, but that you both do have some good, <laughs> some sweet cheese shots. 
We do yeah. some okay, sweet yeah, cheese shots. So <laughs> let's get Nick. I gotta hear what you picked. Come on and introduce it. Sweet cheese shots. That's that's the <laughs> sub uh, title for that category. So I did kind of start with the sweet cheese shots to think of to to choose my pick, and uh, I chose a. Uh, a family classic from the mid '90s. To be honest, I I kind of relied heavily on nostalgia for yeah. for my pick this week. It was like kind of like my first thought, and I couldn't really get past it. And I honestly just could not stop thinking about the cheese from it. So like when I watched it, I like when I put it on, I was like, "Fuck! I hope the cheese looks as good as I remember it did." Because otherwise, this pick is just useless. <laughs> I'm going with the um, adorable. Barely an hour and twenty minute long, a goofy movie. Yeah, from nineteen ninety five. That was honestly my yeah. favorite part about the movie is the length. I was like, oh, an hour, perfect. This yeah, is great. dude, I love it. It's I stand. I I definitely go fuck yourself, Martin Scorsese. Yes, yeah, exactly. Fuck you, fuck you, the Irishman. It took me three days to watch that movie. <laughs> so long. And what's the one where they're like uh, Christians in Japan? Oh, um, silence. Yeah, go fuck yourself, silence. That's like two days long. Go go fuck yourself, silence. I mean, it's brutal. It's just Adam Driver. It's just, you literally just watch Adam Driver and Adam Garfield's beards grow for about three and a half hours. And they both got (laughs) shitty facial hair. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds no fun for me. I am a big, (laughs) I'm a vocal proponent of like the 90 minute movie. I'm just, and even less. beautiful. Yes. I, Nick, it's so funny because I also relied on my memories of cheese and nostalgia (laughs) from the early 90s for my pick. And I also watched it hoping the cheese looked just as delicious because I picked the uh, long running 10 season long animated cartoon show that started in 1987, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Thank you. Turtles. Thank you. Heroes in Turtles. a half shell. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Turtles in a half shell. Turtle yeah. power. That yeah. is, uh, that's the best iteration of any of the Ninja Turtles. Like any movie that they've ever done. That's the best one. Is that cartoon. Yeah. What's that movie where they tried to make it real? <laughs> they did oh, like yeah. the new ones where like Michael Bay uh, produced them. And like it looks very much like Michael Bay produced them. It looks like a fever dream. Those are the ones where they have nostrils and they look fucking awful. Yeah, when I have sleep paralysis, they're in the corner of my room. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You see those. The bad guys, like, what are they? Rocksteady and Bebop Bebop. or something? Bebop and Rocksteady, when they get turned into, like, uh, rhino creatures in the Michael Bay movie, they both look into their pants and then high-five each other to be like, (laughs) yeah, we got big animal dicks. I guess turtles have a (laughs) right So you really know it's Michael Bay. Because I remember (laughs) when I was a 10-year-old, I was thinking, man, I love the Ninja Turtles, but I like jokes about big hogs. (laughs) Yeah. It's fucking stupid shit. I feel like that rat would have the biggest hog. He absolutely would. He can use it as his cane. (laughs) It would be, for some reason, I feel like it'd be long and pointy, but it'd be really long. Oh, no. (laughs) Let's all talk about it. Those are the worst. Hey, I'll say it here. Guys with with long pointy dicks, they're the worst. They have the worst attitudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like they need an cool. attitude adjustment. These young fellas. 
<laughs> Donna yeah, got they're the like pointing it right at you, accusing you. <laughs> Donatella was definitely my... Okay, really quick before we even get into it, I gotta know. Yeah. Who was everybody's favorite growing up? Because for no reason whatsoever, I think other than that I like the color purple, the movie with uh, with Oprah Winfrey. Um, <laughs> no, but Don- Donatella was always my favorite growing up. I, I He was just the best. I don't know why. I think I, just, I don't know. He was just my favorite. Well, he he's the smart one. Yeah, he's, he's always one. making gadgets and stuff. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I find life to be a constant struggle between Donatello and Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Am I a nerd or a party dude? It's, I'm both. <laughs> it's hard to say, which That's I think fair. means really I'm the boring leader, Leonardo. <laughs> That's what it really means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm a Michelangelo yeah. gal myself. He's probably got the safest dick. Yeah. What do I say? What am I even talking yeah. about? I feel like he's probably the worst <laughs> you're talking it's fine amber it's fine you're talking about turtle dicks it's okay yeah it's fine you're in a safe it's space fine. for that i feel like michelangelo would be the worst at sex well yeah. he he'd be the most selfish certainly he's he does <laughs> no Raphael not. probably it's so funny because Raphael. i mean this is so stupid in later series Raphael, he's like moody and like angry and stuff yeah. but in the original cartoon he's like a wise guy He's always like uh, quipping yeah, like and hey. yeah, <laughs> it's very silly, very silly. I'm, I'm walking in the sewer over here. Exactly. I'm a turtle. Yeah, that is. They do just make him like like he would be a character in a Scorsese movie. <laughs> oh, the oh, Scorsese three hours. Do. Three hours of that would be great. Oh, a Scorsese turtle movie. God, <laughs> they're all just depressed and living really. in the sewer. <laughs> as long as Jesse Plemons <laughs> plays Donatello, I'm there. <laughs> you want Jesse Plemons to play everybody. I want him to, yeah, I want him to like Eddie Murphy himself into every movie where he just plays all the characters. <laughs> right. Well, we could keep talking about turtles forever, but Nick, we've got some battles to argue. Oh, so right. without we should further battle them. ado, let's get into battle one Odd Couples. Take it away. Hot couples. <laughs> um, so Amy Silverberg kind of mentioned like uh, by like age or uh, appearance, but I'm kind of thinking when I was I went like classic old odd couple trope, which is the child and the parent who are just at odds with each other because mm. they just they're just at different points in their lives. Let's face it. So the movie takes place. Goofy is afraid that his teenage son, Max, is growing away from him because of one call from the principal that says he got in trouble and that he's going to be murdered by the by the government mm-hmm. if he continues <laughs> on this path. So so Goofy has to, like, fix this problem and reconnect with his son because, and I mean, we all know about this. I mean, I never talk to my son because he's just a pain in the ass now. Um, but And they live together just like the odd couple. And, you know, like right from the start of the movie, you see the differences between them. Mostly that Max is super irritated at every single thing Goofy does because he's an annoying dad. The first scene they talk to each other, Goofy is actually the clean one. And he's trying to vacuum all of Max's laundry. And Max is young and cool, and he likes to listen to the band Powerline. And Goofy is old and square, and he likes to listen to Xavier Cougat, the Mambo King, which, like, honestly, both sound pretty good. Yeah, they um, both sound really cool. This is just an aside, but Powerline, like, the uh, the artist who's, like, the big uh, deal in the movie, he was based on a combination of 
Bobby Brown, Prince, and Michael Jackson. Wow. Which, uh, hmm. One for three there. <laughs> yeah, I, when I watched it, I was like, that's Prince. That's totally Prince. Yeah. So, like, how much fentanyl between the three <laughs> of those people must power line have been doing? <laughs> I gotta tell you, well, first of all, I know a lot of young women my, around my age um, who whose, like, first crush was Max Goof in this movie. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Me too. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, really. and then Powerline. Okay, so right, one of the last things I did before quarantine was my friend sang in this little Disney showcase where she, she sang, oh, like, Sam. Colors of the Wind. Yes. Um, oh, did she Sam sing for the on, pedophile like, Whatever. <laughs> it was really cool. <laughs> It was just like they for it was some kind of fundraiser I think and they got together as a little theater and put on a show where people did all of these little Disney either songs or sketches not really sketches but someone did stand up it was cool it was like Disney themed anyway mm-hmm. one guy came in and just did the whole powerline dance to like the the music video from this from a goofy movie and every literally everyone in the audience immediately fell in love with him because the sound cut out and he had to do the rest of the dance with us just like clapping and singing for him and it was just what an incredible experience i'm still in love with that guy i have no idea who he is but if you're out there um i'm sorry i'm not single but uh just know that that there's love in my heart for you (laughs) that's sweet was it planned for the music to cut out no. Because that's kind of like what happens when Max does the performance at the school. He's supposed to just be doing it like on a screen and then he crashes through and he has to dance in front of everybody. Amazingly, it was an accident and it just happened to line up with the movie, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Well, really I incredible. don't trust him. I don't trust this beautiful <laughs> power line singing man. <laughs> so the main thing that makes them at odds throughout the whole movie is that Goofy wants to go on this super long road trip and go fishing and go camping because that's what Goofy and his dad did. And Goofy and his dad didn't seem like an odd couple. They just seemed like hunky-dory best pals, which has got to be irritating for Max. But Max doesn't have time for that because just like any true teen, all Max wants to do is go to the party so he can maybe get some over-the-bra, under-the-shirt boobage from (laughs) Roxanne, the girl he loves. Roxanne's hot. (laughs) <laughs> Roxanne is a sexy Roxanne is hot. She is hot, hot. yeah. Yeah. She is an attractive dog, a humanoid dog creature <laughs> who's only a teenager who I'm attracted to. Yeah, speaking of where's I mean, Goofy's mom? Where's Goofy's mom this whole movie? Oh. Oh, Amber, don't you worry. Oh, I'm going to get into it. Oh, okay. I, Some I, terrible I... thoughts. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm very worried for Mrs. Goof, a.k.a. Geef. Geef Goof? That's her name. (laughs) Swear to God, her name is Geef Goof. I don't like it. I don't like it. Nick? Neither. Yeah, can you change it? (laughs) Neither did Goofy. Oh. Wasn't a fan. But so this movie did make me think about like being a teenager and hating being around my parents more than anything. I mean, I didn't hate it, but. Did you, do you ever like, and I don't know, this could be specific for me, but like, do you ever look back to times when you were a kid and your parents were like, you could tell they were, now you can tell they were trying to bond with you, but at the time you were just like, shut up, dad, God. Yeah. And then you feel really guilty about it. This is so sad, but I feel like in my household, it was usually the other way around. (laughs) Like I would be trying to bond and my parents would be like, I'm reading, Shelby. (laughs) 
like I'm, I'm doing oh, something. Oh, no. That's, that's very sad. That's okay. The cycle continues. Now I do that to my partner when he comes and asks me to hang out. I'm like, I'm reading. Oh, good. Oh, good. As long as someone's getting emotionally abused. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, at least they were reading and not like smoking Marlboros. <laughs> yes. I need that's silence true. while I light the first cherry from the last. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. My aunt used to do that. Her bones are hollow. <laughs> <laughs> that's big aunt vibes, I think. Yeah. But. Like any good kind of odd couple movie or TV show, the whole thing is just one long kind of like, it's a road trip or an emotional road trip to kind of just find out at the end that they're really not so different, right? Mm. And honestly, the whole kind of crux of the movie is that even though Max is so different and he's young and he wants to get that boob, uh, he's just kind of afraid of turning into his father because to him, that's like the worst thing that can happen because he just doesn't want to be anything like him. But, you know... At the end, they even sing a song about how different they are. Yeah. And uh, I don't like the musical parts of the movie as much, so I didn't write any of the lyrics Weird. down. But they do that. <laughs> to be honest, his dad does kind of suck. I mean, like, if he was, like, an actual dude, yeah, I'd be yes. like, this fucking dude's boring. He just takes pictures of kids all day, which is weird. <laughs> it's weird for a man to do that, yep. to take pictures of children all day and be good <laughs> with kids. Really weird. I'm getting some red flags here. And he just wants to go on his little, I don't yep. know, I don't know, he's, mm-hmm. he's kind of lame. <laughs> no, yeah, I, and here's the thing, I, I get if you want to take your son fishing on a trip, great. He he comes home from his last day of school, Max, and Goofy doesn't even let him go inside and pack. He doesn't even let him take a shit yeah. before he's like, we're going on a fucking two-month-long road trip? Yeah! <laughs> Maybe he, yeah. Called him, he called him at school and told him to take a shit at school. <laughs> It's like, take a shit before you come home, son. We're going on a road trip. Now you're sounding like Jerry Kaminsky. (laughs) He just says, get in the car. Like, what if he had things to do or, like, was on a sports team? No, get in the car. Okay. And he did have stuff to do. And also, okay, so, like, the, 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 the party... The power line party where he could finally hang out with Roxanne was like next week. You can't just go for a weekend fishing trip. Why does it have to be like I get I get I get like anxiety watching that scene because I'm just like, go in the house. He's a right. He's kidnapping you. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't they just do a weekend long week long uh, fishing trip? Two months. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Now that I'm definitely closer to Goofy's age than I am Max, like when I rewatch movies from, like, I like... Nick, you're closer to Goofy's age, and now you cannot wait to spend two months fishing with a child. (laughs) (laughs) What child? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Give me a child. I don't even care. (laughs) Ugly child, fat child, cute child, blonde, brunette. (laughs) Any child. But no, but so watching the movie, I did still... I related with Goofy at some points, because, like, now when I look back on, like not wanting to hang out with my parents, I kind of feel guilty. But then also I'm like, man, he's like, he really tried hard to get some some action going with Roxanne and he did a good job. So <laughs> so they're definitely not a couple. They're definitely at odds, even though they're kind of similar. Okay. Are That's you all good? I got. Okay. I, I, odd couple. They are very different and rightfully so because Goofy kind of needs to chill out a little bit. He does need to chill out. Taking his son on a two month long trip, can't even go inside and take a shit. Also weird that he's good with kids. <laughs> we don't trust him we don't trust him no he's he's really good with little kids terrible with teenagers 
only murders women his age. Yeah. Also, there's like a weird competition with him and his coworker. They're like, like who's the best at taking pictures of children? And he somehow has like, a, <laughs> like a souped up van with a swimming pool in it. Like, you make that much money uh-huh. taking pictures of kids at Marshalls? What? Come on, dude. No way. How does he make? They have the same job. How does PJ make so much more? That's another odd couple. Is uh, like it's somehow Goofy's best friend, but he's awful to him at every turn. Yeah, that makes me also not trust Goofy. I'm like, stand up for yourself, dude. Weird. Yeah, he's he's getting he's getting fatherhood cucked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I like the father son odd couple thing you were going with because I went a similar direction where we've got like a group of children and their father who are very different. However, in this case, it's because the children are turtles that were turned into (laughs) turtle people and and the dad is a guy who was turned into a rat person. Turtles and rats are very different. They're very odd. They look different. Explain. Okay. Yeah. You got a turtle? That's a cold-blooded reptile. <laughs> Lives, you know, huh. semi-aquatic, depending on the turtle species. Then you got a rat. That's a mammal. It's no. a rodent. It's yeah. got a little tail. No shell. Warm blood. I think a rat could take a turtle. Like a rat can, they get in everywhere. They could just get in that little head space and just and just eat them from the neck to the ass. For sure. I think you're extremely correct. Yeah, they would just crawl into the turtle's body and eat their way all the way through Just fuck them up, yeah. Have y'all ever had turtle soup? That's really good. (laughs) I I did have it once in in Asia, and it was very good. Ooh, did they put some sherry on top? Ooh. No, but I wish they had. (laughs) I also had shark soup, but that one, and it was pretty good, but that one made me feel bad for some reason. But turtle, you were like, I'm fine eating this. It's good. Yeah, because because I know a rat killed it humanely. Yeah, okay. And it is humane. Death by rats is the most humane death. Um, I'm just like find. imagining like a rat now, like wearing the shell, like like, <laughs> a, like a fucking like trophy, just covered in blood. Yeah, just being like ah. <laughs> and th- then they do Maybe that on the show um, when <laughs> on the episode when Master Splinter kills his children. Um, <laughs> That doesn't happen. But they do. Oh. Their their little origin story is just that Master Splinter, before he's Master Splinter, just like has some pet turtles that some kid dropped down the train. Aww. And then they get, you know, a mutagen spilled on them. Mm-hmm. But the other different, I mean, of course, they look different. Turtles and rats do look very different. Accurate. Master Splinter, very calm, wise. And is always, you know, teaching. He taught the turtles the way of the ninja, of uh, the foot clan, where he came from, the fighting style. Oh, yeah. But he doesn't go out on the fights. Whereas the turtles, they're like, I'm going to go fight. I'm all young. And he's so he even says, like, oh, you, you know, the youth, they think they know. They don't have any patience. They're so different. You know, just you got an old rat and a young turtle. The most different <laughs> creatures you could possibly imagine. <laughs> but somehow they come to live together in peace in the sewer where both of those creatures live and they do ninja fighting which rats and turtles are known for so they're not that different after all just like uh goofy and his son max Hmm. now i'm just wondering how many turtles just live in sewers because i didn't like 
I don't have many. I don't think they do. The show would have you believe that four turtles live in the sewer. It's just those four. (laughs) (laughs) And then even among the turtles, of course, there are very different personalities. We spoke about it a little earlier. We got Leonardo. He's like the leader. He's got good ideas and, you know, telling, keeping people in line. Raphael, he's the wise guy. Uh, Cracking jokes. Michelangelo, party dude. He wants that pizza. They all want the pizza, but he wants it most of all. <laughs> That's gotta be and some nasty pizza. And then Donatello, or a little nerd. <laughs> they eat their pizza. We'll get into it later. <laughs> but their okay, pizza okay. has the wildest toppings, like peanut butter and garlic. Mm-mm. I mean, they're bringing it down to the sewer anyway. I don't want to eat pizza from the sewer. I don't want to be a freaking. I don't want to do the, t- the turtles are freegans. They are. Well, they did buy. Okay, in the first episode, they do buy some pizza from a ninja pizza shop. Because um, April gets abducted and then leaves them with the bill. You know, I hate I hate when my friend gets abducted and then I have to pay the pizza bill. You know, Ugh. it's like, and I don't even know if they're gonna Venmo me. Right. Exactly. But yes, odd couple literal rat and literal turtles very Mm. different damn now you got me thinking about turtle soup all right nick what are you showing us turtles pizza cookbook it's i was gonna talk about that and now i'll have to talk and now you'll you'll have to support my argument later when we get to that they do some like really gross ones in this one too like chocolate chili pepper pizza with butternut squash okay i would eat nobody wants nobody wants to cook that I mean, I'd eat it, but I'm not going to cook it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're totally right. Um, Big difference. <laughs> so, yeah, I could get into, you know, what do turtles eat? Usually they eat like little fish flakes. Pizza. Um, <laughs> rats. They'll eat anything, including turtle. a turtle. They're very different. Very different creatures. It's mm-hmm. very odd. Mm-hmm. It's very, I just like the idea that mm-hmm. just a normal rat is just caretaking over four turtles like before they even become like super powered. Well, no, he's not. He's a person. He's just, a, he's a human guy taking care of little turtles. And then they all get covered in the mutagen, mutagen that I believe Shredder pours on them. And then uh, they, it turns you into the last animal you spent time with. So the turtles become partially a human because they spend time with a human. And then... <laughs> Hamato Yoshi turns into a rat person because he spends a lot of time with the rats. <laughs> Isn't that That's crazy? I didn't know that. This is the last animal you spent time with? So what would we be if we got the poison on us? Well, I dog. Think, well, right now, I mean, do you have a dog? My roommate does. I do guess a- I'd turn partly into a, like a little fluffy dog. Yeah, you'd be a dog person. I don't have any. I would turn, in, I would turn into a big jar of chicken feet. <laughs> I I don't have a pet, but I do have a lot of... I live in Glendale, so um, when it's warm, a lot of crickets come into my apartment, so I think I would turn into a cricket. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say... You're gonna, no, that's mean. I thought you were going to say you were going to turn into an Armenian person. <laughs> that was mean. <laughs> they crickets don't are horrifying if they They're were huge. They're very private people. <laughs> <laughs> I like them. I always I talk to them. I think of them as roommates. <laughs> Can you imagine like a human-sized cricket? The noise you would make? Cha-cha, cha-cha, cha-cha. Oh, that would be terrifying. That would be monstrous. That would that would kill the Jersey Devil, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Jersey so Devil. So you like talking to the crickets, except when they come by and you're reading, and then you're just like, I'm yeah, reading like, right I'm now. Reading and then they're like, 
and then they're like okay they or i just do I'll, I'll be wearing my glasses and i just look at them over my glasses because that's what my parents would do <laughs> they just like slightly tilt their head down and look at you over their glasses and it's like oh, oh straight in the heart rough. that cold look yeah i felt that Ooh. <laughs> all right I felt that right in my child's heart that's odd great couple job. i get it you you did great too nick and amber you're killing it. it so thank good. you <laughs> Do I pick a You're winner? Do I pick a winner on the? Um, Not the yet. We're gonna save it for the for the end. All right. Yeah. So. But, you are but, on top of this. But keep it keep it in your mind. You can keep okay. notes okay. or whatever it is. I got it. I already do, know. Do it however you want. <laughs> Let's move on to battle two. <laughs> Deadliest sword fight. Whew. Okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, we know that there are swords involved, okay? Leonardo, the leader of the group, he is the master of swords. He fights with two swords. What? So cool. (laughs) And of course, Master Shredder. I mean, he's Shredder. He's he's called the Shredder. He's got to have a sword. Um, And he's fighting and he does do stuff. But okay, we're talking deadliest (laughs) sword fight, right? They're fighting Mm -hmm. all the time. It's a kid's cartoon. Of course, there's tons of death. Um just so much in this children's (laughs) cartoon they're always dying in the very first episode we got some death right up top where uh leonardo gets a throwing star thrown at him and he runs around he's trying to avoid it and the throwing star comes right at him and he holds up his sword and the sword the throwing star hits the sword and just breaks right in half he slaughters that throwing star just absolutely kills it (laughs) it's dead dead throwing star and that that's the deadliest sword that's the deadliest sword fight in in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles it's crazy I mean honestly I think they don't even yeah they don't even need weapons like if a giant human-sized turtle with ripped legs ran at me I'm running the other way you don't even need you don't need swords oh yeah I would die of I would pass away of fright just right there yeah what do you mean I would I feel like only because the the cartoon has like uh, uh, conditioned me to to know that they'd be fun. I would maybe try to talk to them at first, and then they'd clearly be extremely aggressive. Yeah, and just like why do I exist? And yeah. then they murder me. So yeah. I would be wrong to try to get close to. Yeah, them. everything That's hurts. The thing. You can't re- You can't rely on what you. <laughs> You can't rely on what you know of like facial expressions because they're part turtle. Who knows? It could. It's like when you like dogs' body language means something different from like wolf body language. So people go up to a wolf mm. thinking like, "Oh, it's a dog," and it's like, "No, it's mad at you and it's gonna <gasps> eat you." But oh, they, they're shit. used to dogs, so they don't know. It's the same thing. We're used to people. We see a turtle and we're like, "Oh, he looks nice." No, that's his angry face. We wouldn't know, would we? Because we don't know turtle facial expressions. <laughs> You see a big turtle and you're like, oh, he's got a humongous erection. That means he's friendly. <laughs> oh my God, terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Whoa. Oh no. <laughs> just a human turtle, just a three foot fucking swinging dick. Oh no. Oh, I'm gonna the, throw he's got to be underneath the shell, too, right? Like, where do they keep their shell? Oh, it's no, like it I comes don't out. <laughs> it opens up and comes out. <laughs> Like shape of water. Yeah. Or it's it disguises itself as a little tail. And you're like, oh, oh that turtle's no. got a they tail. They have tails. <laughs> that's, they their, have that's, that's their dick, Nick. 
<laughs> Alright, hold on. Give me 40 minutes while I while I Google um, humanoid turtle genitalia. Yeah. Well, I can tell you that turtles have a cloaca. So... I'm so it's look like, up that's like dick. where they shit eggs, right? Yeah. 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 Look up turtle. Yes, please, please do. do. Please do. <laughs> Let's see um, it. I, um, I should have looked it up ahead of time. I did not <laughs> do my research. Oh. So in the second movie, the, oh, is ah! oh. <laughs> we're looking it at a turtle dick right now. It is it pointy. It comes out. It's it's hidden away. Like a dog's? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Don't worry. No. For all of you listening, our Instagram will only be pictures of turtle penises for the next six months. Yeah. Um, we will get banned <laughs> from every platform. Well, here you go. I think this just really solidifies my point of deadliest sword fight. The sword fight is the turtle dick. I am dead from looking at that picture. <laughs> and that is my argument. <laughs> Ooh, ooh, <laughs> that fucking turtle dick. Do you think that's what they make the soup out oh, of? You know what? I'm Their like... dicks? Yeah, for definitely. Oh, yeah, you know it's all grind up in there. Because turtle meat, it's like, it looks like ground beef, but it's a little gamier tasting. So, you know, they got um, uh-huh. a little turtle yeah. dick. Oh, no. And I'm going to follow it up with this. <laughs> oh, no. For all you listening at home, Amber Nelson has procured from Google.com a photograph of Roxanne, the love interest from the Goofy movie, digitally pleasuring herself while nude. Oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. It's really great art. Um, Oh, oh, now that. That one's actually kind of. Okay. Yeah, that one's actually (laughs) kind of. That one's more tasteful. Amber has now shown us a photograph of Roxanne being pleasured by another female character who went to their high school while standing from behind. Wow. <laughs> Didn't think I'd be looking at goofy movie porn today, but you know, that's I mean, a, you know that goes to show you you should never wake up I with expectations. Oh, yeah. no. Okay. This, this one's a lot. This is a lot. Roxanne is now engaged in a lesbian BDSM activity where she is hogtied via a harness in the ceiling and is suspended mid-air wearing a latex leather bodysuit with a zipper opening at her genitals, giving the other, more dominant girl-dog humanoid access to Roxanne's vagina and anus, which she is currently orally pleasuring. <clears throat> this is- She's like sucking her asshole. I can't stop looking at this. I'll stop. I'll stop. Last one. Last one. <laughs> last one. Oh, wow. Roxanne now has both legs squarely behind her head, exposing her vagina and her anus. She, she's, she's very flexible. I'm just assuming she's 18 in those photos and everything's <laughs> fine. Assuming this cartoon dog is 18. Oh, no. <laughs> Yes. Man, we talk about fucking dogs a lot a on lot. this podcast. So, Amber, you have no idea. This really? is not the first time. <laughs> uh, d- yeah, My this is God. like the second po- This is the second episode recently where it's been like a major point. <laughs> in the, oh, my God. In well, this, this girl on Twitter, she posted something about how her sister's in high school and they're like, the new teen thing now is to fuck dogs. And I was like, I don't think that's the new teen craze. I think your sister's fucking crazy. <laughs> And you should take her to therapy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think this is the new teen craze. 
Yeah, they're just she, eating Tide Pods and fucking animals. No, she presented it like it was like, oh, it's like a 19, you know, the bop, like in the 1950s or like the 80s. New teen craze, they were in these leather jackets. They're, now the 2020s, they're uh, fucking dogs now. No, let's <laughs> take her to therapy. It also makes it seem like... Like, it also makes it seem like people haven't been ever fucking dogs before. Now it's just like it's a cool new teen thing. It's like, no, perverts have been having sex with dogs since the beginning of dogs. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. There yeah, are entire subreddits thing. devoted to <laughs> trying to find that one <laughs> video of a girl getting fucked by a dog. I've act. yeah. I know you know what video I'm talking about, too, Nick. I saw the look on your I, face. <laughs> I do. I do know exactly what's up. It's... I'm not saying I've seen it, but I mean, I know exactly what video you're talking about because I've seen it. Okay. Nick. <laughs> so all of that included in my argument for deadliest sword fight. Um. <laughs> Especially the dominatrix, her being suspended from the ceiling with the slit open and the, yeah. the vagina. Ooh, I wonder if we can oh, find some... Some Ninja Turtle and Goofy Movie crossover porn. I was actually hoping to see her kind of get dicked down by maybe like, well, not by Michelangelo because he'll be the worst at it. Raphael, he's angry. He's got that passion, you know? So I think he'd probably be the best. I think he'd probably be the best lay. (laughs) Let's see if they have a crossover. I'm looking this up. You're Amber's our resident uh, porn finder. Cartoon porn finder. Cartoon porn finder, yeah. You're our porn Sherpa. Yeah. Our cartoon porn Sherpa. <laughs> oh, okay. And what was clearly inspired by the popular Saturday Night Live sketch, Amber is now showing us a artist rendering of Donatello with his turtle penis sticking out of a pizza box. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm taking a picture of that. I'm screen saving that one. Oh, uh, that's good. Yeah, no, you'll be able to you'll be able to sign a lot of birthday cards that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Teenage Men, Mutant Ninja Turtles, it's like the four turtles and then they've got April O'Neil as their best friend, so like there's a lot of inspiration there for some fun. There is um, so many pictures of her getting gangbanged. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh no. Oh no. I, I mean ha- there is a porn star named April O'Neil. Oh, of course, of course there is. And there is, she does have a video where she's wearing like the yellow, the yellow mm-hmm. jumpsuit. Yeah. And like the red hair. That's cute. I, I don't know. I've never, I mean, I, I've heard about that documentary before. I don't know. If it's, <laughs> I've never seen it. You've never looked at it with your Christian eyes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm just not yet. Um, all right. So let's, we'll go to, I mean, now that my mind is forever thinking about animated <laughs> and real turtle penises, deadliest sword fight for the goofy movie. So, um, not a lot of literal swords in the Goofy movie, but um, according to Urban Dictionary, <laughs> a sword fight is uh, like a party or any situation where there's way more men than women. Mm. Like if you're at a party yeah. and there's just no women there, man, there's a total sword fight because of penises. Right. Mm. And that is totally true for a Goofy movie. There are only three uh, speaking, like, women parts or, like, yeah, girls in the movie. It's his love interest, Roxanne. Mm -hmm. And then it's his love interest, Roxanne's friend, who probably has a name, but I don't think they say it more than once. And uh, guess what they talk about. The only subject that Roxanne and her best friend talk about. Guess what it is. Turtle penis. Goofy. 
Yes. Boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Max. Boys. Yeah, just the one boy and his what his penis looks like. And then and then the only other girl who says anything is actually the girl who um Roxanne is fingering in that photo. <laughs> Who's like another popular girl who after Max does his like cool, sexy dance, she comes up and says like, ooh, where'd you learn how to dance, Max? So uh, that's it as far as, oh, and I guess some of the little girls in uh, goofy f- photographs. I don't but, um, like that. I don't like that series of words in that order. <laughs> no, it's not great. It's not great. But so hardly any women in the entire movie. It's mostly just a bunch of dudes doing dude stuff and talking about dude shit and father-son bullshit and how much they like, you know, under boob and and all this guy <laughs> stuff and how it's like camping and guys and this is for men. And so that's like the whole movie. So the whole movie is a sword fight, just completely. Just no women at all, just all dudes. So where does Deadliest come in? Well, first off, it's a cartoon, so literally every single thing they do in the cartoon would actually kill them in real life. Like... Like, uh, he gets run over by an RV, Mm. he drives off a cliff, they'd get mauled by a Bigfoot, Mm. they both would drown several times, they explode in a massive car explosion, they get crushed by the rocks at the bottom of a waterfall. Like, there's just a million different things that would actually just kill them both dead right away. In one scene, Goofy is doing mime work with an actual mime, and he kills him by summoning a piano from the skies that falls and kills the mime. And then they like, it's not like haha funny, like the mime is hurt. Like he's just staying crushed under a piano. And then they both like, they leave, like walk away from the murder scene that they created. Um, So that's pretty deadly. I mean, all cartoons kind of, you know, play with that reality of what could kill you or not. But the real question here is who else had to die for this movie to be such a sword fight. Mm. I have one more question. Where is Max's mom? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where is Mrs. Goofy? Because she's not there. They don't show her. She's never mentioned once in the entire movie. And Mrs. And Goofy has a wife in the mo- in the TV show from uh, like '92. I think it's called like Goof Squad or Goof Tune or Goof Boys. Um, <laughs> Goof boys. goof boys. Goof boys. <laughs> Come on, out, join the goof boys. That's like an improv team in college or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's like an improv slash acapella group. <laughs> the goof yeah. boys. We do acapella, but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but it's real funny. So there, I feel like there's a few options of what could have happened in between Goof Boys, the TV show, and the Goofy movie of what could have happened to Mrs. Goof. A couple different options. Maybe it was a really contentious, just messy, brutal divorce mm. that left Goofy so emasculated that now he's un- that's why he's so unsure of himself. Mm. And maybe mm. that's why PJ can just tell him, you know, just walk all over him. Uh, maybe she abandoned her husband and child to follow the band Widespread Panic across the country and sell uh, vegan sushi out of the back of her van mm. with a guy named Kurt spelled with a K. Or, obviously, the most obvious I feel like, is he fucking murdered her? I mean, we don't Mm -hmm. even, they don't say she's murdered. She's just like a missing person at this point. I did do a lot of internet research for this. I did. I fell into some weird, dark internet holes. And like, there was a rumor going around that one of the writers of the Goof Boys TV show at one point 
was like talking about the movie and was like, oh yeah, you know, she's not in it, but you know, she's up there with the stars. There's a line where they're looking up at the stars. So it was like rumored that she was dead. And then someone else was like, that's not true. No one ever said that. But um, I did a little more researching and I ended up finding a very interesting audio from a- Okay. Uh, so, I mean, you know, like true crime is kind of the whole big thing now and everyone's kind of got like different stories and I love all, you know, I love them. So this was right up my alley. I'm really surprised I was able to find this. But so this is because this is an actual trailer for a podcast that I found. I just discovered okay. this and um, Mrs. Goof, known as Geef to her friends, seemed to have the perfect life, a doting husband, a beautiful baby boy and an up-and-coming job at the lacquer factory where she was promoted to new product head of nitrocellulose and catalyzed lacquers. But underneath that shiny lacquered veneer, something was going on that was much more sinister, much more goofy. Oh, well, we were all pretty shocked when she just disappeared. We knew something was definitely wrong. Oh, oh, I know Goof still hasn't recovered. I barely hear him say yuck anymore. You know, unless someone does something even mildly amusing, then, then yeah, then he still says it. On the evening of June 22nd, 1994, Geef was driving <laughs> straight from work to her best friend Daisy's house for a Tupperware party, but for sex toys. Since she wasn't going to be home, and her husband was supposedly on a camping trip, their baby son Max was staying with her grandparents. But Geef would never make it to Daisy's house. Yeah, so Geef was supposed to come on my flat, right? I always kept waiting. Nine o'clock, ten o'clock. Finally started losing me mind. I called her house, called her mum's house. Finally it was 2 a.m. and no one had seen her. But was Goofy really camping that night? Not everyone is convinced. Conflicting reports say they saw Goofy's car parked outside his house the night Geef went missing, when he was supposed to have already left hours ago. On this season of The Darker Side of Disney, we'll explore all the facets of the missing case of Mrs. Geef Goof, the baffling lack of response from the Disney police force, the anonymous tips that said Geef was part of a baby alligator smuggling deal that went horribly wrong, and even clips from the 911 call when Goofy reported his wife missing. Oh jeez, officers, my wife. I uh, I can't find my beloved wife. <laughs> I'm sure I'm afraid something happened to her, like maybe she was stabbed or bludgeoned and wrapped up in a blue tarp and is buried in a storm drain somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, sir, you cut out. What is your emergency? My wife's gone. <laughs> Even the happiest place on earth has its own sordid, dangerous past. This is the darker side of Disney. Wow. Damn, somebody's got a lot of time on their hands. <laughs> I, you know, what I find suspicious is that I am pretty sure that um, Geef's friend, uh, whose house she was going to, is a character from a Guy, a guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's good. I gotta check out, you know, it, there's this weird, like, um, synchronicity going on that our little opening had, which I wrote, had alligators in it oh. amber has her alligator wow. and in that trailer M mrs goof might have been part of a baby alligator smuggling yeah there's ring. a lot of alligators going on and i like it so what does it all mean <laughs> yeah do you wow. like it i think you do like it <laughs> your alligator's very happy i Let do a lot of alligators. Alligators. 
Oh no, yeah. protecting my little bank. Sorry. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> Sorry. Little oh, I have a lot of little like pet alligators, and you know, every time a guy comes over, he gets a little weirded out. <laughs> Here, here's another one. <laughs> oh, you gotta. You gotta oh, are you ready for this? Somehow. Are you ready? For this? <laughs> Sorry, oh, guys. Yeah. Maybe this is going from funny to this bitch is crazy. Amber is now holding literally hundreds of different small toys, stuffed animals, or paintings of different kinds of alligators. It is hard to see her in the shot because the alligators take up most of the frame. Oh man, uh, they're so That's honestly cute. not enough. Now, now <laughs> I just need more alligators. No. How do you feel about the state of Florida? I love Florida. They're all crazy. I do like Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm from there, and and I think. One of the things I missed the most is looking in any body of water and being like, ooh, is there an alligator in there? <laughs> yeah, I'm from Louisiana, yeah, so, like, like, you know, Florida's our little cousin. Yeah. <laughs> little cousin. <laughs> Very cute. You got to be careful well, looking in the waters in Florida, though, because you know what else you might find mm. at the bottom of any body of water? Mrs. Geef Goof. <laughs> Mrs. Geef Goof, wrapped up uh, in chains with concrete. Tied to her. Goofy's a monster. Uh, so yeah, so the movie's very deadly. They had to kill the mom to be able to get the father-son relationship just the way they wanted it. And uh, Goofy's a monster. And maybe she was killed by a sword. We don't know. He could have used really a sword. Say. We don't know. We couldn't say. I don't know. Who's to say? Maybe she's off working. I mean, how are they also going to afford like a house and a two-month-long... Like He's taking off for two <laughs> yeah. months? I don't know what job lets you do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so she's probably like... Maybe she's murdered. Maybe she's she's the one that's holding down the money. Right? Mm. I bet you the right. I bet you the company was happy to get Goofy out of there for two months because he was too enthusiastic about taking about photographs of children. Yeah. Yes. So like, just to be safe, we need you to chill out for a bit. Uh, take a couple months. <laughs> We're going to send you to another department store to take photos like the Catholic Church does with their priests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. Terrible. I feel like those people in real life would be not happy. Like, after they clocked out of their job, they would probably be like alcoholics, right? Because yeah. kids are nasty and they sneeze and they scream. Are you dealing with kids all day? Not even your kids. Right. So there's no like. They're not, like, taking your lineage, yeah. And, like, you're specifically trying to get them to sit still, which is, like, the last thing a yeah. kid wants to do. Sounds awful. I would drink at the job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they, you, would, you would be the best kid photographer there, Nick. Oh, <laughs> Just... no. Then I would be too enthusiastic about it. Yeah. Let's Gross. get on to that last. Let's wrap up with our final battle best representation of cheese on film this is a hard one this is a hard one so this is a hard this is gonna be a hard one because first off shelby i like that because i have this note written down is that cartoon food always looks better than real food always Mm -hmm. cartoon food is delicious because it's because it's like it's unattainable you know what i mean like you just you (laughs) can't it just looks so good and it just the fact that I can't eat it just like makes me question my own sanity. You know, it just makes me hungry for a thing that doesn't exist in this wafer thin reality. So that's mm-hmm. frustrating. But so to talk about cheese first in a goofy movie, uh, I got to talk about a little character named Bobby Zimaruski, who does <laughs> an award winning voice performance by Mr. Polly Shore. Uh, okay. Okay. So he is PJ's uh, stoner friend. Such a fun character. 
He's great. Uh, he's funny. And he's like, he's obviously clearly like a really big stoner, but since it's a kid's movie, he can't like weed. So instead he likes cheese whiz. That's his whole okay. thing. He has to get yeah. paid in cheese whiz. I don't know why he can't go to the store and buy his own cheese whiz. It's adorable. He loves it. That character either grows up to like start a tech company yes. or gets to jail. <laughs> no, no. Yes, exactly. It's only one of those two. So if you remember from the movie, there's there's three like cheese scenes. There's the first scene where Bobby sprays all this, the spray cheese in his mouth. And like, I don't love spray cheese, but holy shit, I love this cartoon spray cheese. Are you kidding? It looks so good. Yeah, it's all goopy. Yeah, it's all goopy and drippy and like moist. Yeah. And, and those words are making me hungry and horny right now. <laughs> so it's great. Yeah, it looks so, I mean, it looks so messy, but it looks like unctuous and delicious. And I kind of want spray cheese now. And then he does the famous Leaning Tower of Chisa, which is, I mean, come on, top 10 cinematic moments of 1995, <laughs> easily, you know? Yeah. Way better than... Uh, I don't know what year did Schindler's List come out. We'll just say it's better than Schindler's <laughs> List. Uh, yeah. um, but then for me, it was the pizza in the hotel room. That's so. That's that, the that that's ugh, the fucking pull. I actually Ooh, yeah. I, I meant to send it to you guys like as a gift, but well, I'll, we'll post it. But you know what I'm talking about. They. So I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking like, man, don't they eat pizza at some point? Because like I remember the cheese, but like I really thought they ate pizza. And then I'm like, it's because it's towards the end of the movie. And I was like, fuck, I hope the cheese is, I hope the Leaning Tower of Cheese is enough to push me over for this uh, argument. But then when they're in the, the hotel room, PJ and uh, Max are eating pizza together. And it is just the longest, most decadent just like ooey, <laughs> gooey, stretchy, dippy, drippy, cheesy pizza pull ever. And my favorite part and the part that the gifts don't show is he stretches it and it goes like up till here and then it pulls and then he takes the cheese and puts it back on top of the piece so that you could take one first really fucking big cheesy yeah. bite and fuck i've eaten pizza like five of the last six days i'm not even kidding it's not great i should really reevaluate some of my diet choices and that still made me want to eat pizza immediately mm-hmm mm, i it's get it Beautiful. Do you remember uh, yeah, when pizza. you would get um, uh, Pizza Hut for reading books in the summer? You'd get like yeah, little dude. personal ones for all the for all the the books you'd read. Yeah. I wish I wasn't <laughs> yeah, illiterate. that's a. Yeah, my parents would come up to me and I'd be like, "Go away! I'm reading. I need to get my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> need to get my Pizza Hut." Mm. I'm honestly hungry. Just like just thinking about it. I've got the gif yeah. up. I've just been looking at it. Oh, no, wait, this is just turtle penises again. <laughs> oh, no. There you go. Last time I ate at Pizza Hut, my friend, his car broke down, and then, like, we got it to the mechanics, and we were like, all right, so we need to, like, wait an hour or two to get it fixed, so we'll go to Pizza Hut and eat. And then I remember we were walking on the highway after eating Pizza Hut and just, like, sweating <laughs> grease, and I was like, you know what, maybe I should go on a diet. <laughs> honestly a car breaking down sounds like the impetus for 90 percent of pizza huts like uh purchases yeah. <laughs> yeah when i was a kid um the pizza hut that we would go to had a clown and i was afraid of her <laughs> i was very scared <laughs> there was a small toddler and there was just a clown she would come she would like do balloon animals and stuff at the pizza hut they don't have that anymore pizza hut's <laughs> not the place to find a, cl a clown the time after the last time you went there like pizza had to like like release a statement saying like like 
Dootsie the Clown had no affiliation with Pizza Hut or any of our affiliate <laughs> uh, restaurants. We are sorry for any of the trauma she may have caused you or your children. <laughs> that is terrifying. It's horrible. But that pizza, that 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 cheese stretch is yeah. something that pleasantly haunts my memories. And that's all I got. I think that is the best representation of cheese because it's impossibly yeah. gooey and it makes me long for a world that I know can't exist. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful, Nick. Thanks. I totally agree. And this is how I know maybe we've been doing this podcast too long um, because I had pretty much the same thought process where I was like, what was the, there's a cheese I can't get out of my head. And it's <laughs> cheese. It's the pizza from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. Because I loved Ninja Turtles. Like my brother is just a couple years older than I am. So we played with a lot of the same toys. And a lot of those toys Hell were yeah. Ninja Turtle toys. Yeah. Like Fuck in the yeah, 90s, were. we were all about it. So we we were constantly watching Ninja Turtles, playing with these toys, thinking about that pizza. And they're always eating it, especially in the first seven seasons. So this original <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. Um, <laughs> like season eight, like the cauliflower lob, the, uh, the cauliflower, started, yeah, they're so like, they just started eating cauliflower pizza after that, and it just right. wasn't as much fun for the kids. Yeah, it was like a flatbread, it's not really a pizza, <laughs> but no, um, seasons one through seven, it's a comedy show, it's like funny for mm-hmm. kids, and then it becomes more of like an action kind of drama mm-hmm. in season eight, eight through ten, even, so I'm not sure which one is more like solidly ingrained into my brain and Mm -hmm. body um but i think it's because it was like that i was watching reruns and all that whatever early 90s that's what we were watching and that's the pizza i think of so it's gotta be a really good representation of cheese on film if it sticks with me for almost 30 years you know like that cheese is so sloppy and sticky that it's stuck into my consciousness and i still when i hear best representation of cheese on film i think oh the teenage mutant ninja turtles and all their pizzas because they eat all these different kinds of pizzas right but all of the pizzas have things in common, including the crust, the sauce, and the cheese. And then maybe they've got whipped cream on there. Maybe they've got some like sausage and eggs or something. They like throw the weirdest shit on their pizza. Okay. At one point, Donatello makes a pizza machine because he's the little tinkerer. So he makes a whole machine that can make pizzas. And they just, you know, the pizza, the it's like shooting out of the machine, pizza after pizza. Until the machine breaks because they turned it up to the max. They really wanted all of that pizza. And the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pizza, like the cheese, I was looking for something like that stretchy pull. But yeah. in this show, what it really is, either it's just like it looks like flat chalk or it's just the goopiest, drippiest cheese. Just like instead of stretching, it's like gooping and dripping off like a badly melted vegan cheese. Oh, you know, no. and that's what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. And I feel like that make it captures the essence of cheese where you're like i want it so bad but it's horrible for me it's oh, like yeah. literally it's got like bugs in it like <laughs> ma- <laughs> like ma- like bacteria making it into the cheese that it is so this is a very mm. honest but still compelling depiction of cheese that really sticks with you teenage mutant ninja turtles best representation of cheese on film that's my argument. Makes sense. Now, Nick, I get it. let's let's hear some of those pizza recipes. 
<laughs> when when you were saying like just cheese like how bad it was i didn't even think you were meaning like uh because the flies on it i just thought you meant because you were talking about all the dairy because like just talking about all this cheese i already <laughs> yeah. have a touch of the dye dye today yeah so <laughs> it's definitely not would you guys be interested in making some teenage mutant ninja turtle pizza portraits wow so in this picture that you're showing us, you've got crust and then you've got toppings arranged. Is that like, what is it, like pesto it's or just avocado? Pesto. There's no cheese on it's, it. Okay, so pesto pizzas. It's a pesto flatbread. If it's a pesto, <laughs> listen, people, they, people are real loose with their definition of pizza in this place. And I'm like, what you're ordering, if it's not got sauce and cheese, that's not a pizza. It's a flatbread. And I know California-style pizza is all like, oh, it's got like barbecue chicken and um, Alfredo sauce. That's not pizza. If wow. I say I'm really in the mood for pizza and you give me a pesto flatbread, I'm going to be so angry. If it doesn't have like red sauce and cheese on it, I'm like, I wanted pizza, not whatever the heck is this is. Sorry, this is a different... I shouldn't bring my personal feelings into this. <laughs> into so this then you argument. would not be a fan of the totally tuna meltdown. Ew, no. Tuna on pizza? Uh, no. tuna These people are crazy. Sure? The world is going up in flames. I mean, I've had an anchovy, and I'll take an anchovy pizza. A lot of people don't like them. I like but anchovy pizza. I like yeah. it. Yeah. You know what? Now I think about it, I, I do like tuna melts. So I guess yeah. it's basically like a just yeah. It's basically a tuna melt on pizza crust, which right. It's a tuna melt flatbread. I'd eat it. I'd eat yeah. it. But I would pizza. eat it. Right. Sure, definitely. But if I was like, I really want some pizza, I wouldn't choose that. <laughs> no, no. If someone was like, hey, I fucked up and accidentally made a tuna melt on this baboli pizza crust, I'd be like, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What about pepperoni and sweet pickle? I, I'd eat it. Uh, here's the thing. I love pickles. Hate mm-hmm. sweet pickles. Sweet pickles are like an abomination. <laughs> They're not my favorite. Oh, here. You could do a crazy corn and bodacious bean pizza. Okay. Okay. A nice oh, little Southwest little style. Pizza? Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. Well, we'll, we'll um, <laughs> post links to more recipes from the Ninja Turtles pizza cookbook. Yeah. It's the only Later. cookbook I use. But that's that's all three battles. So, Amber, unless you have any questions, we can head off to our break. I have no questions. We were very thorough in our arguments. Do you have so, any more pictures of beloved cartoon characters getting railed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I'll look it up after during the break. I'll look it up for you guys. Cool. Great. Okay, great. Great, great, right. great, great, great. Cool. Awesome. Okay, well, then it's time for the break, and we'll talk to you on the other side. All right, we're on our break. <laughs> Say, Mikey, hand me a slice of that shark and ketchup pizza. Yeah, Mikey, give me some of the alligator pineapple pesto pie. Mikey? Where are you? Hey, bros, I'm really sorry, but there seems to be some sort of malfunction with this pizza box. What do you mean, Mikey? Ah, oh, no. Michelangelo, did you put your turtle dick inside the pizza again? Uh, no, dudes, the shredder stole it. Master Splinter, Mikey did the thing again. Oh, Michelangelo. Seriously, my guy, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, you're grossing me out before my big date with Roxanne, that dog girl. Oh, you know, I heard she was into some pretty freaky shit. 
Turtles in a half shell. Ta-da-ma-na. And we're back. So let's hear those piping hot judgments from Amber Nelson. Great. So so we start. Okay. So the winner. Let's start with um, Cheese Pool. That's the last one I remember. Um, you know what? Very compelling argument that uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did start the whole pizza is cool for kids revolution. But I do that totally. um, the hotel scene, mm-hmm. the hotel scene and the Goofy movie, it is just a stronger cheese Thank pool. Thank you. It's gorgeous. It's, it's really honestly the whole pool. reason I picked this for my choice is that one yeah. three second gif. Ugh. You got it. You got mm. it. All right. So the second one, we're talking about swords, sword fightings. Um, I'm going to, you know, you are correct with the, all the dudes there, um, but I don't like thinking of dogs and sexuality. So I'm going to go sword fighting Ooh, with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They literally have swords. They literally do have swords. That makes yes. a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Odd couple. And um, Odd couple. What, was the first, what was the first one again? Odd couple. Uh, I'm going with yes. Goofy movie here. They are Thank an odd you. couple. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole relationship of the movies, a father son. Turtle soup is great. Yeah. But I do like yeah. turtle for, uh... soup. I love it. And I keep thinking of <laughs> yeah. a rat crawling yeah. in a turtle shell. I would watch that. I mean, I'm sure there's a video on YouTube of a rat killing a turtle. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. And they can flatten their bodies. <laughs> Mice are crazy. I've seen them flatten it and go under a yeah. door. Have you seen it in yeah. person or? Yeah, in person. <laughs> ah, she, oh, she's just know. sitting in her room and, ra- and just rats and mice are flooding Ugh. in under the door. <laughs> Awful. It was at the hallways of the UCB. It was the hallways of the UCB. Oh, and of course. They connected of course with it a, was. Yeah, McDonald's. They, they shared the same sewer system. So it was just like rats. No. I never eat McDonald's. I just seen too many rats. That makes oh, sense. Man. I saw I saw a chupacabra at the Groundlings one time, so that was pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> oh, so Nick's the oh, winner! Thank you. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I I like a goofy movie. It's good. Yeah. It was enjoyable. It was perfect time. Thank you, Amber. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is a lot of fun. I gotta hear what's my punishment. I gotta know or Nick's reward. Oh, okay. So the punishment reward. So the reward is oh, punishment reward. You have to order him dinner on Postmates and his pick. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I love so that. That's the punishment and the reward. So you pick whatever you want and you order and you get it for him. Thank you. Yeah. It'll probably that's be pizza. Great. It'll probably <laughs> yes. send you that pizza. I'm going to make a no extra instructions. Please draw a picture of a turtle dick on the pizza box. <laughs> <laughs> And if and if he does not get sufficiently horny from it, there's no tip. There's no tip, right? You got he's got he's got the delivery person has to prove that they have become aroused. Um, so, Amber, one last thing we need you to do. Oh, I sent a link in that in the chat there. Can you go ahead and click it? And we're gonna find out our battles for next episode. Best soundtrack: Hard Mode, No Musicals, or Tarantino Right, Carter Adams. All right, we got best soundtrack from Carter in the no hard Tarantino. mode. We can't, That's we good. can't do Tarantino or Edgar. Tarantino is that what it called? <laughs> Tarantino, yeah, he's like a nacho chip, but makes movies where he says the n word a lot. Oh. <laughs> or my my grandparents had a bird named Tito, so that's what I think. That's a little cockatiel. <laughs> okay. Um, Okay, go ahead and click run again. So, we, so we're going to get three of them. What's battle two? Okay, battle two. 
Date switch. Kurza steel. Date switch. All right, Kurza steel. Date great. switch. Someone's gonna one. switch dates. And I'll click that it again. Like date switch. All right. Uh, diminishing self life. Alex Lawson. Diminishing shelf life. Yeah. That's a All good right. One. So okay, this is an interesting combo. Yeah. Interesting. I'm confused already. We're already, we're already thinking. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so next episode, our battles are best soundtrack, uh, diminishing shelf life, and date switch. Date switch. <laughs> be fun. Gonna can't wait to see what kind of podcast uh, trailer you find for that one, Nick. I um, found that <laughs> online. Okay. <laughs> Amber, thank you so much for joining us. Where thank can you. people find out more about you or listen to more of your stuff? Um, well, I run a podcast called The Brighter Side. We talked about that earlier. Um, I have my cooking show out every week. I'm also on Patreon, Amber Smelson on Patreon. You can go see me do Fantastic. more cooking shows there um, and just like talk to me. Um, I'm also twitching every Friday night at six o'clock from my... Hell yeah porch come have a drink with me amber smelson and tonight i don't know when this is coming out but tonight at 7 p.m on sunday i'll be twitching also yeah awesome. this is coming out on the 29th march 29th okay. and you have uh you have a new podcast coming out correct with uh natalie jean that's correct it's called someplace underneath uh and it's about missing women and um yeah, we just try to like Ooh. gather all the information we can because a lot of missing women reports are very confusing. Mm -hmm. The stats are all over the place. And often yeah. sometimes like even if a young girl like goes and shoplifts at 7-Eleven and that's on her record, then police are like, oh, she must be a runaway because she has such a She ran away. Life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. she yeah, took so a lot of these runaways one time. Are, yeah, they, they're just like in a car. Can't wait to listen to that, especially when you release your Geef Goof episode. Yeah, Find out what happened please. to Max Goof's mom. Amber, again, thank you so much. This has been a delight. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah. And for everyone else, keep arguing with your friends. About which cartoon dick you'd most <laughs> like to see go into your other favorite beloved childhood cartoons whole. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye, everybody. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you and we support all of your weird erotic cartoon drawings. We know that every listener we have pours hours of effort into every day. And in that same vein, we are very excited to announce our first annual contest of Cocktent Dingle Doodling Competition. Draw the genitalia of your most beloved childhood cartoon character. Send it on over to contestofcontent at gmail.com where Shelby, Amber, and I will be judging your submissions and picking a winner. The winner will get a stuffed alligator toy with biologically accurate genitalia. You must be 18 years or older to participate, and if you're a cop, you legally have to tell us that you're a cop before you submit anything. I'm not falling for that again. Our theme music is by Richard Rosenthal, and our artwork is by a pubescent mutated turtle from the sewers in Connecticut. Bye bye. Thank you.